Um, welcome to High Point Church. I'm Jason. My wife is Amy. We, um, if you don't know us, we are we are part of the High Point team here. It's um, it's great to be at church this morning. Amen. Yeah, who's 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 got a who's got a thankful, grateful heart, huh? All right, today we are doing part three of um, talking about two words that can change your life. What are those two words? Thank you. That's right. So we're talking about gratitude for the third week in a row. That's right. Who knew we, could, we had so much to say about gratitude? Now, this wasn't, I imagined, you know, the, this, this scene where the, the, the team, this didn't happen, where the High Point team was sitting around a table talking about, okay, our church, they really need to express a little more gratitude. So I think we need a three-part series talking about gratitude. Uh, you know, we need, a, we need a little more love. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what happened. The truth is, um, is that we need this, is that we all need uh, to be reminded that we need to be people who are thankful, people from the very core and depth of who we are, um, feel and, and, you know, kind of embrace gratitude, and then people who express that on a regular basis. Uh, this is not something that always comes naturally. It's not something that we do express gratitude um, always well. But it's something that I think is core to who we are and to having a good life. Um, and, and today, we're going we're gonna to kind of take a, a deep dive uh, in the beginning, looking at where gratitude comes from. And then we're going to look at the effects and expression of that. Um, but when I was thinking about today, talking about gratitude, I realized that there are so many things in our culture that try to take away our thankfulness, that, that chip away at that, you know, core of gratitude that should be deep down inside of us. Um, you think about our, our political atmosphere right now. I don't know about you, but sometimes, and you might, I don't know which side you fall on, sometimes I get upset about what's happening. Um, and not just what's happening, but how people are treating each other, right? You might be sitting next to somebody who has very different political views than you. You might be sitting next to somebody who looks very different than you. You know, you might be sitting next to somebody who comes from a very different culture or socioeconomic class or, or different phase in life. Hopefully, that's what's happening. And, and take a second, look around our church. I am thankful for what I see in this church. I want to I just say I am thankful. I, I thank God for what I see in this church. We can all be thankful that we are here together, we look different, we believe some different stuff, but what unifies us, what holds us together, what brings us together is a common belief that goes beyond all of that. And I am thankful for that. I want to say to all of you here, thank you for being here. Coming here on Sunday to worship God, to come together, to lock arms, 
to live life together. Thank you for doing that, for being part of my life and allowing me to be part of yours. Thank you for, for those who come early and serve. Thank you for those who, who tear down the pipe and drape and, you know, put in hours after hour to, to be able to lead us in worship. Thank you for opening your home to your neighbors and to your friends. Thank you for being part of this community and as an extension, glorifying God. And that is what we, we hope we can do at High Point Church, is that our lives collectively, that we would glorify God and that his name would be made great because of who we are, at least in, in our area of influence, right? Yes? We want to see God lifted up. We want to see his name glorified, and we want to see people's lives changed. But that has to start with each and every one of us, right? And when we talk about the things that divide us, there's so many of them. And, it, and it, they, they all are playing off of fear. It's all playing off of hate. It's all playing off of our insecurities, our, our fears of, of what will happen if somebody different you know, enters into my world, or what will happen if these things change, or what's going to, all these fears are, are chipping away. But today, I want to say that, that in Christ, we are unified, and that one of the things, one of the major things that unify us is gratitude. Gratitude unites. Gratitude brings us together. Being thankful connects hearts. And it begins to, to, to bring a joy. It begins to bring closeness and oneness that we long for. Gratitude, where we're going to start today, gratitude is an expression, and we're going to get to this in a minute, of worship. I want you to, 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 to just listen to a few verses I'm going to, I'm going to read. <clears throat> Psalms 107.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 100. Enter the gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all the generations. Paul exhorts us in this way. Colossians 3. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, even in the midst of, of all this crazy stuff going around, on around us. Let the peace of Christ, let the peace of Christ, everybody got it? Rule in your heart. That's a choice. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and to be thankful. That's what we're called to. God has called us to peace, to extend peace, to walk in peace, to let it rule in our heart, and to, to be thankful. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and what? Thankful. And thankful. Thank you. Yes, being watchful and thankful. 
throughout Scripture over and over and over and over again. Davis just shared with us today about what he's reading in the Psalms. Over and over and over again, the Scripture exhorts us to be thankful, to, to, to thank God, to be thankful towards one another, to be thankful in good times, to be thankful in difficult times, that we would be people, that we would choose to be people, as Andy King, Pastor Andy told us to be, that we would choose to be people who are thankful, who express thankfulness, who allow gratitude, who allows gratitude to be stirred up inside of us, that that's the people we would choose to be. Two words that will change your life. Thank you. Expressing it, believing it, owning it. That gratitude would be at the core of our lives and would, be, be, would permeate everything about us. That we would express thankfulness to everybody around us. Now there's, uh, there's some, some different ways you can express thankfulness, right? So... Um, I'm not going to name any names. You might, if you've, you've heard us preach, my wife or I, and, and, and talk, you might be able to guess which kid I'm talking about on, on the two. I don't know. But I'm, we have three kids. We do have three kids, but we're, we're talking, I'm talking about two kids, an example between two kids. Okay, one of our children, when they are asked to express thankfulness, We'll do it, but it is, it is not done from a deep core place of, of gratitude. It is usually a little forced. It's, it, it's well, say thank you to your sibling. Thank you. Or, 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 or hey, wasn't that great today that, that you got to go to the movies and grab some ice cream and eat popcorn, and then you went and played with a friend? Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, what am I doing today? I mean, you know, it's like, can, can we get a little, a little thankfulness? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's, you gotta kind of help drag that out, you know, create that reminder that, hey, there, you should be thankful. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. But, hello, anybody need to be reminded sometimes that you need to be thankful for the things in your life because a lot of other stuff doesn't remind you of that. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we need to be thankful and convince ourselves that, hey, there's a lot to be thankful for, actually. Convince, you know, and like children, we need that. Then we have, an, I have another, another child who, when, when it's, it's, you know, about, about thankfulness or something's done, this child looks for every opportunity to come and give you a hug and just cuddle in and say thank you. And it just warms my heart, okay? Huh? Well, you're, you're, you're revealing who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am being played often. He is cunning, he is wise, and, and he is smart. Uh, but I am being played half the time. But it warms my heart. It warms my heart. And that's true of us as well. If we will genuinely, even if you're playing with somebody, <laughs> he's genuine while he's playing me, okay? So 
it can warm your heart. It can break down walls. It can bring people together who usually wouldn't come together. If we will learn how to be people who remind ourselves and, and allow ourselves to be thankful and then learn how to express that regularly, it won't just be two words that can change your life. It'll be two words that will change your life. Gratitude will change your life. Now, when we talk about gratitude, well, before we get there, today I want to just kind of set the stage. Um, today, I hope that we come to embrace, these will go on the screen, a deep thankful, that, that a deep thankfulness is not dependent on circumstances, that our gratitude is not dependent on circumstances, and that the, the, that gratitude, when expressed, is a life changer. Those are the two, that's where we're going today. And, and I want to start with where gratitude comes from. Because we can kind, try to contrive it. We can try to work it up. We can try to make it happen. And we can, we can do it for a bit. But when things keep going maybe the way that you hope they didn't go, or, or, or something in life, all of a sudden, a bomb is dropped, gratitude can get sucked right out of the room. And so it has to be based on something more than circumstances. It has to be based on something more than what's happening in our lives. Or if things are good or bad. Or if there's deep sadness happening in your life. Which happens. We, this, we, we, my oldest daughter, who I wasn't talking about in the last two. <laughs> she's in, um, she was in a performance um, this week and um, one of the performances was my place, and, and it had these deep themes where a child was lost, and a grandfather um, had al Alzheimer's, and, and they, the there were people crying in, in the, the, the theater. I, I talked to an older gentleman after, and he, he said, you know, I'm going over Thanksgiving, because he was emotional. Um, and I'd, I'd met him uh, a couple times before, so I went and talked to him. And he just says, he said that he's going over Thanksgiving to say goodbye to his mom for the last time. And, you know, he's emotional. It was, it was a difficult, and he just watched that very scene, basically, during the, the play. Now, that's a, that's a deep, you know, sadness that can come on, on somebody, rightfully so. I'm not saying that, those, that, that you should ignore those things or push those things aside. But there's a deeper place of thankfulness and gratitude, even in the midst of difficulty and sadness. Even in the midst of, of things that are happening that, that might try to steal that from us or take that. And naturally, it would. Naturally, these are the things that lead people into depression. But there's an even deeper place where we can find thankfulness and gratitude. And this is found in, in obviously, a relationship with God. But I want to I talk about, kind of, even, even before that, why this exists. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about the Trinity. We're going to talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if, can you throw that image on, on the, is it up there already? Image of the Trinity. Excellent. Thank you. 
So you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The, the, the Trinitarian relationship. And there are three persons, three distinct persons, one substance, one essence or nature, that God is one, he's three co-equal, co-eternal persons. That, and when we, we talk about that, it, we talk about how in and of the Godhead, that there is, a, there is perfection, that there is perfect love expressed, that there is, as you see there, there's, they glorify one another, that they honor one another, that there's a relationship there that, that gives us an image, a picture of how we are supposed to relate. Some of the attributes of God found in Scripture says that God is spirit, that he's infinite, that he's eternal, that he's unchanging in his being. He's full of wisdom full of power, holiness, and justice, that he expresses goodness, and that he is full of truth, that he's all-sufficient, incomprehensible, every, everywhere present, all-knowing, and you could go on and on and on. That was just two verses that described some of the attributes of God. This is the relationship that, that God invites us into. God invites us into a relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That they share perfectly, perfect honor, perfect thankfulness, perfect gratitude. They share, they glorify one another. And the scripture tells us that, that, he, that we are invited into this. I want to quote, read a quote from Spurgeon. He says, There is a mutual delight in each other in the person of the Blessed Trinity so that each divine person delights to glorify the rest. God even thus glorifies himself. That there's a perfect, and I love that, delight in one another. I like that, that image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That God delights in himself, in a sense, but in the, the persons of God. Genesis 126 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our own likeness. So we see, we see this relationship of God. We see who God is. And then he said, Let us make man in our image, in our own likeness. And he did that so that, that we could then share in this perfect unity in relationship. 2 Corinthians 3.14, we can see in different aspects of this. It says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. May the grace, may his Enabling power. Grace is the enabling power of God to move in and through us. May the grace of Jesus Christ, what he has done for us on the cross, has made it possible that we can walk in his fullness and grace. The love of God that is shared between the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit be extended to us. And the fellowship, 
the closeness, the relationship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Yes, Lord. Trying to create a case for gratitude. You might be making that connection. That when we understand what we have been invited into, when we embrace the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, when we embrace the love of God, when we recognize what God's grace has done for us, and that we can enter into this relationship, we naturally begin to glorify God. We naturally begin to express worship, right? We naturally begin to say thank you for what you've done for me. This begins to, to go deep, deep down inside of us. The expression of worship from, from our heart begins to come out naturally when we understand who God is, what he's done for us, and how we have been not just saved, but we've been invited into this incredible, beautiful, perfect relationship with our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John 17, and this is where I want us to focus in on for a couple minutes, 20 through 24, says, this is Jesus praying for his disciples. I love that. We get a kind of a, a, a peek in the behind the scenes of the life of Jesus and, and what's going on in his heart. He's praying for his disciples. He says, I pray not only for these disciples, but for all who will believe in, in, in me through them. So he's praying for us. He says, I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in the Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them glory. I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience the perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love me and that you love... Sorry, you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they, they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. He prayed that they would be, that we would be one just as Jesus is one with the Father and the Father is one with him. That we would be one with them. He's invited us into the depth of relationship that, that we wouldn't just know who God is, but we can know him. We can be one with him. We, we are united in oneness with God because of the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells inside of us. He says that they may experience, that's you, that you may experience such perfect unity in Christ. Now, has anybody gotten there? Okay, first, I want everybody to raise their hand. Has anybody gotten there? Okay. You're not sure why you're raising your hand? 
And I, the, the youth should have been right on that. Youth, I'm disappointed you didn't raise your hand the first time. Because we just talked about last week in youth about how positional sanctification, position, that God has positionally sanctified all of us. That when we said yes to follow Christ, that he created, made us new and we became new creations. That we were right there, wiped clean and connected completely unified with Christ. And then second, we talked about, right, sanctification, ongoing, right? All right. Um, and and that, that it's a continual daily thing that we, you know, try to become more like God and try to become, have a closer relationship with Jesus. When we see this, that we may experience perfect unity, that we have become one, God's saying, I've done this for you already. It is done. It's complete on the cross. I've done it. That is who we are. And now we work every day to act like it, right? Every day to walk close enough with, with the Holy Spirit, to walk with God, that that is how our life will, will be. We will reflect God to the world around us. These concepts have been put in um, church creeds, have been put in um, catechisms, things that the churches would recite for years and years and years. And they, they show up in our, our, our worship songs. And one, one of the, the things that, that would be common is, is called a, a doxology, which is worship. Common, a common doxology, and we're gonna, I'm going to read that for you. One of, the, one of the most common is this. You've heard it. Praise God from whom all blessing flow. Praise him, all creature, creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'd sing it, but then everybody would leave, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. What I'm saying here is that the origins of gratefulness is worship. Is an express, expression of gratitude for what God has done for us. It's an expression of gratitude that God has created us and that he's made us with the ability to know him and to be known by him. And then he made a way, he paid the price, ultimate price, that we could do that. And that he has invited us, not just saved us, not just made us new, but he's invited us into a relationship with him. He said, he's saying, you, I, I want to know you, and I want to be known by you. I want to walk with you. I want to empower you. First Thessalonians 5.8 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When I read that often, I think, that's impossible. How do you do that? How can we give thanks in all circumstances? Because some things I am not thankful for. Yes? Anybody else? Of course. So how do we give thanks in all circumstances? How does that happen? How does that work? It's because we have a relationship with God who cares for us, who's faithful, who's good, who is he says, directing and lighting our paths. 
that he can work all things out for good. Even bad things, not minimizing them, but even bad things for good. And we can thank God even when things are not right. And we can thank God even when things in our life kind of stink. And we, of course, easily thank God when things are going great, right? We, that's no problem. We do that no, without a problem. But the areas that I have learned the depths of God's love and, and where, where thankfulness has, you know, kind of become, and I'm trying to explain, you know, more rooted into who I am is in our difficult times. When I, I was a child and um, I, I struggled in school. I was good at athletics, struggled in school, and, ha- and just, I, I, I worked so, so hard. And, you know, often, you know, fell, fell way short. And so I struggled with identity and who I was and all, all of those types of things because of that. And then made up for it over here. Um, Amy, and I'll, I'm going to tie it all together. Amy, in, in, when we were in Australia, went through a battle with cancer. And that was a very difficult time. Recently, over these last few years, nothing bad has happened in, in our lives. Um, but I think I've struggled more with um, big purpose ideas and things like that. Just wrestling with God. I, I, that's a good example. I've wrestled with God more in the last few years than I have, I think, in any time in my relationship with him since I was 17 and born again. Um, all of those things. I look back on and, and I could see what God was doing in my heart and in my soul. And I could see how he was producing a deeper relationship. And he was creating that, that area of gratefulness and thankfulness in my heart. And I'm sure you can do the same. You can look back and see those types of things. Gratefulness comes, is, is an act of worship. And gratefulness is an is comes out of an expression is an expression of the goodness of God in our life and the the love that we've experienced from him and 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 embracing that relationship the deeper we go in that relationship with the father and the son and the holy spirit the deeper we enter in to glorifying him and him glorifying us the scripture says the deeper we press into that and embrace that, the deeper our gratitude will be. And then the more it can be expressed. That's part two. That it can't stop with us. That gratitude, we don't just hang on to deep inside ourselves. It, it, it will escape. It will come out. If we are our people of faith, if we are, are people who are pursuing a relationship with God, gratitude has to be expressed. In John 17, which we just read, it talked about how Jesus was praying for his disciples, but not just them, for all of us 
who would experience Christ because of them, right? And then he says, I pray that they would be unified in this great unity for the reason that the world would know that I am real and that I am good. When we embrace what God has done in our life, when we embrace this relationship, then this will change people's lives around us. People will know that God is good because even in, in the midst of crazy things in our life, we are going to express gratitude to those around us. I want to talk about the potential of gratitude. And, and when I was thinking about gratitude and the potential in our own lives and in the lives of the people around us, I thought of yeast. You put a little, a little yeast in bread, right? What does it do? It spreads throughout the whole thing and it causes it to grow, causes the bread to grow. I know, hey, take it for what it is. A little gratitude, just a little gratitude will go a long ways. A little gratitude has the power to change lives. A little gratitude inside of us has the power to permeate every part of our life. A little bit of gratitude which originates from, from knowing God and recognizing what he has done for us, that we are free, that we are made new, that he has sanctified us. He has forgiven us of our sin. It says he's removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. We can be thankful for that no matter what's happening. It says that, that it, the, the scripture de describes God as love, and he invites us into that purity of love. We can be thankful for that. A little bit of gratitude can permeate every aspect of our life. And a little bit of gratitude should never, will never stay with just us. It will spread, and it will grow, and it will affect everybody around us. I've um, been helping with FCA, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, at the high school near us. And so I go in and I talk to the ba basketball team, the baseball or football, or, or the other day I went to the theater, theater group. And um, just different groups invite FCA in to speak. Um, and we, we go to the team and we, we do two things. We talk about character development and spiritual formation. So in the all team meetings, there's, you only talk about character development because in, in school you can't talk about Jesus when they invite you in until you get into an optional meeting. Um, where we preach the gospel. So we go in there and, and often I'm talking to these, these young men and women, talking to them about character. And I'm talking to them about who they are deep inside, right? And who, who do you wanna be? You know, at the end of your life, you look back, who do you wanna be? You know, um, I'll, I'll use a bunch of different ways to communicate the same thing over and over and over again. And so we're talking about, you know, how are you going to become that type of person? And, and one of the big, big takeaways that I try to drill in um, to these young men and women um, is that you have to decide in advance. You have to decide in advance. Who are you going to be? 
What type of person are you going to be? You know, what do you want to be known as? What are the five things you want to be people to know you as? Who, who do you want to be known as at the end of your life? Who do you want to be? Decide those things in advance. Write them down. Choose how you are going to treat people because of those things. And then become that. Be that. And I think those are all good things. It's like the, the self-help, you know, good positive message. But we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us that says, that, that says we'll produce good things. The fruit of the Holy Spirit can come out of us. But still, we can push that down. We can squelch that. We can keep that from, from producing, from coming out. We should be the most grateful people on the planet. And people around us should feel constantly uplifted and encouraged. I tell these guys that, that if you will choose to be a person who builds people up instead of tears people down, everybody's going to love you. You will be the most popular person around. It's true. Everybody loves to be built up. Why? We were created that way. We were created for, to be encouraged. We were created to be built up and to lift up. As Christians, we have to be people who choose to express gratitude to those around us and build people up and lift them up. Gratitude is not just saying thank you. Gratitude is noticing something about somebody and pointing it out that's positive. That's expressing gratitude, right? You see that somebody, you know, went the extra mile. Point that out. Say thank you for going the extra mile over there, for treating that person that way. Amy talked about gratitude busters. That was brilliant. Um, last week. And one was, was expectations. The other was familiarity. When we... When we have these, these expectations of the people around us, especially those closest to us, um, you begin taking it for granted. Yeah. But and I think we can do that for everybody around us. God created us not to hold in what he's given us, but to express it and to let it out. And one of the, the, the things I believe that is at the core of who God is which we talked about within the, the, the Trinitarian relationship is the expression of, of gratitude. The way that God glorifies one another, the way that, that honors one another, that is gratefulness. And that God has called us to walk in that type of unity by expressing our gratitude to one another. When we express gratitude, we acknowledge someone's worth. We acknowledge who they are, even, even if they're, they, you know, they've got a lot of things not great about them. We can express gratitude and acknowledge their worth because they are creations of God. They are God's children. We, we acknowledge their efforts. Thank you, the expression of gratitude. Those are freeing godly words that bring life. They won't just change your life, but they'll change the lives of the people that you interact with every day. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. Those are freeing, godly words that bring life. 
We're going to take a second. We're going to all just practice saying thank you. Okay? On three. We're going to say thank you. We're going to do it two times. All right? All right. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. That was, uh, we did it twice. I should have. It, it was a little. That was like. That was like with my youngest daughter, you know, it was kind of a little contrived. It was halfway there. <laughs> we need to get used to saying that. We need to get used to saying thank you. We need to get used to expressing gratitude. It needs to just come out of us constantly. Some of us, that's natural. Some of us, it's very difficult. That's okay. You can learn. You can choose in advance. You can say, this is the type of person I want to be. I want to be the type of person that expresses gratitude to the people around me because I value them and I see them. Everybody wants to be valued. Everybody wants to be seen. That's the type of person I want to be. But where does it come from? Where does it originate? It originates from a strong deep relationship with our, with our Father, with God. We have to recognize that we can work up gratitude. We can, we can say thank you in the right appropriate places. Right? But when, when true gratitude from deep down inside of us, because we are people who are grateful, we understand that what what we have in Christ. We understand what we've been set free from. We get already that we are valued. We find our identity in who God is, not in what our abilities or what we can do. We find our identity in what Christ has done for us. We, we already have that core, that depth, the, the spirit of God who is inside of us that says empowers us to walk in such a way that glorifies God. It's there already. When we recognize that and embrace that and say, that is who I am, I'm gonna live by that because we can squelch it or we can embrace it. I'm gonna live by the power that God has put in me to, to, to glorify and become more like Jesus. When we embrace that, then, no matter what's happening around us, no matter what crazy things are going on in our lives, we can choose to be grateful. And we can then express gratefulness to those around us. And if we're able to do that, the scripture says that God will be glorified and that people will know that he's real because of our lives. What else do we want? As Christ followers, that's what we want. We want to know God and we want to make him known. We, we, we do that by embracing a deep relationship with our Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. By understanding who they are and embracing the attributes of God and making them our own. And then we do that by choosing to live that type of life. So many people think that 
knowing God and making him known is knowing a bunch of stuff about God and then telling people about Jesus. Part of it. But that's, that doesn't, that, that's like contrived gratefulness. You know, I mean, just to know about God and then talk about God. There, there's no power there. There's no depth. There's no substance. What the scripture encourages us to do is to, to dive deeper into a relationship with God where we are known and know him, where, where we're thankful for the communion that he offers us. And then out of that, we are able to authentically express who God is and be grateful and encourage those around us. And the scripture says, by our authenticity, how we live, God will be known. Would you stand? It's Thanksgiving. I started off and I want to close by just saying thank you. Truly, thank you. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for walking together, choosing to, to be together. Again, I look around this room and it, it warms my heart. I'm thankful that God has brought us together for such a time as this. I, I want to challenge you to press into God because that's where gratefulness and thankfulness comes from. And if you're going through a hard time, if, if you know, you've experienced loss or there's difficult circumstances or there's not enough in your life, I want to encourage you, obviously, reach out to those around you. Gain strength by the community, but press into God. Go deeper. Lean into him. Embrace what is happening in your life and find that, that place in the quietness of, of, of your soul, deep down where you're thankful for the relationship that you have and for what God has done and ask God to then move in your spirit. And no matter what's happening in our life, if we're in the mountaintops or the valleys, we could be people who are grateful. We could be people who express thankfulness both to God and to one another. And God says, through that, lives will be changed and he will be glorified. It's like yeast. Remember that. It's like yeast. Gratitude will spread and it will grow and it will change the things around you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, for your love, for the deep work you do in our hearts when we invite you into it. Lord, I pray just in the quietness here as we pray and look towards you. I want to just encourage everybody, open your heart. Lord, I pray that you would come in. Lord, that you would, you say you search the hearts, God, that you would search our hearts pull out those things that are antithetical to, to gratefulness and to thankfulness. 
Lord, put a finger on that. Show us where places in our life that you want to you want to bring your spirit into. You want to bring your light and your love and your goodness into. Lord, I pray, God, that gratitude and thankfulness for who you are, for what you've done, that you invited us into this incredible relationship. God, I pray that that would stir inside of our hearts. God, and that would overflow out of our lives. And as we go and interact with family, some of them who we love dearly and some who are challenges, God, I pray that we would find things to be thankful for. God, we would express that thankfulness. And Lord, I pray that you would move in the hearts of our friends and family over this season. Lord, we ask that for those who don't know you would come to know you. God, for, for those who are struggling, God, we can encourage and build up and lift up. Lord, I pray for opportunities for every one of us. And if this is your heart, tell the Lord, God, give me opportunities to glorify you and build the people up over this holiday season. God, I will be your hands and feet to my family and friends. In Jesus' name, amen.